welcome back to Book Talks Podcast. This is Kayla. And Marissa. And this week we read The Night She Disappeared by Lisa Jewell. Um, we're still on this whole horror thing. <laughs> dark, dark world of books. Yeah, and this is our second, no, third, no, actually it's only our second horror book, but it seems like it's third because of November 9th. I think, no, wait, I think it is our third because, oh, I, it depends if you count Good Girl's Guide to Murder, I guess. It's Good Girl's Guide to Murder. We have 56 days. Oh, 56 days. That one wasn't, like, super scary, though. Okay, and then this one, and then we have one more. One more. The Turnout. I'm excited. I don't think this one was, like, like you made me think it was going to be really creepy. Oh, okay. It wasn't creepy. It wasn't, it was just dark. Yeah. It was just really sad. Like, every relationship in the entire book was, like, unstable and questionable. Yeah. Like, even (laughs) Sophie's, like, relationship, she's, like, very, like, I don't know, at the end, it kind of seemed like she was going to be complacent with the relationship. I couldn't tell if at the end they were going to, she was, like, saying, if we break up, we break up, oh, well. Or if she was, like, complacent, like you were saying. She's like, oh. It might not be, like, this great love story, but it'll do. Like, that's what I got the vibe of at the end. Okay, yeah. Spoiler warning. We will be ruining this entire book. So if you have not read this book, do not listen. Especially, like, with a thriller like this, like, you kind of reveal what's going to happen in the end. So. (laughs) Sorry. I just took a uh, mid-TikTok break. (laughs) I'm filming Uh, a behind the scenes. Head over to TikTok. Check that out. (laughs) But, so, yeah. don't, Don't listen if you haven't read this. For thrillers, I didn't mind reading this. I did do this partially in audiobook. You didn't mind reading this? Thrillers will never be my favorite. I loved this book. The only thriller that I think I will ever love is Good Girl's Guide to Murder. Yeah. And it's also because it has a partial love story in it, and Pip and Robbie are my dream couple forever. And that one's... I wouldn't even classify that as, like, a true thriller. It's really a, like, mystery detective, and it's young adult. For me, a thriller has to be, like, an adult book. This was very adult. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, I really, like, it's not going to be, like, my favorite book ever. Like, I never dreaded having to pick it up. Um, I was very eager to finish it to know what happened. But if someone asked me my favorite book in the world, I'm not going to list this. Mm. Which of her books do you like the best? I liked this book better than then she was gone i i think then she was gone was really good and maybe maybe more scary because it was about it was also about a girl getting kidnapped and it was very twisted at the end i mean that 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 book is very twisted this book is like less twisted but i feel like i i had to find out what was going to happen like i read this book in 24 hours is, uh, and you're reading another book of hers right now, currently? Yes, I'm reading The Family Upstairs. Is that also about a girl missing? No, that one is about a family upstairs. Uh, <laughs> I was like, is she just, like, girls missing? I think she does like to play on that fear, maybe because she's a woman, and that's, like, a common fear, like, to go missing, I guess, but... This is a book that I could never recommend to my mother. No. Like, she would probably cry herself to sleep for, like, a week and, yeah. like, never let me out of her sight. Aww. Like, the thought of me living in New York would just not be okay anymore if she's read this book. 
Yeah, because basically, if we haven't explained this, it's about a girl who disappears, and it's about figuring out what happened on the night she disappeared. I was very confused in the beginning because it started out as this couple going out Mm -hmm. that didn't come back, but I'm like, but it's the night she disappeared. Yeah. So I was like, but what, like, I was, it was confusing at first, and then it hopped around. Normally, we do not like books that hop around from point of view and time, but Mm -hmm. this one did. Yeah, and I think it did it very well. I think this book is kind of similar to 56 in the in the way that it was written, like hopping around. Like it was like different point of views and it hopped from time period to time period to kind of like meet in the middle of what happened. Yeah. I was confused. So in the last part when we get to, what was the boyfriend's name? Zach. No, the other to, uh Scarlet's boyfriend? Yes. Liam. In the last chapter, I thought it said epilogue. But the I, epilogue? It did say epilogue. But it wasn't an epilogue. It was in the beginning. It ha- It doesn't make sense that it's an epilogue because it happened in the middle of the book. Yeah. That doesn't even make sense. It was a good, it was a good epilogue. But it didn't make any sense. I think it was very crafty. I actually told my mom all about it. I was like, the epilogue is what ties this book together for me. Because you're right, it's like a middle of the book chapter that takes place in the ending. It's basically to explain who was leading them to oh. to the tunnel, and to he was the one doing it. He got fed up with Scarlet. He got fed up with being used, and he's he he's the one who is behind it all. He wasn't the one, but it was kind of a joint effort between him and Lexi. But not mm. like they didn't know they were both doing. That. That's true. Like, Lexi was one who planted the ring first mm-hmm. and left the sign. And I think uh, Liam just took her sign. Because remember how Sophie came back and the sign was going? Right. I think Liam found out the sign, took the sign, and then he used the exact same time. Because I remember when the detective was, detective was talking to Lexi, it's like, it's literally the exact same sign. Like, can't see him handwriting everything. She, yep. It wasn't me. Yeah. Um, I didn't like how it was just called epilogue. I don't even know what you would call it, but I didn't like how it was, like, epilogue. Because <laughs> I thought it was going to be, like... Tallulah, like, a year from now, like, with her son. I mean, I'm happy that I got the reunion in her mom's point of view, but I would have loved it in Tallulah's point of view, saying how she reunited with her son. Yeah, yeah, I do agree. I I agree, because I feel like the only thing that really got her through was the thought of seeing her son again. I think that's, though, why Lisa Jewell is obsessed with girls going missing and moms. That seems to be a common theme in her books. And that's why she told it from the mom's point of view at the end, because that's where, like, she wanted our focus to be. But I agree it would have been nice to see Tallulah reunite with her son. Because, and I'm not someone who loves children, but she made me, like, almost want children. Like, she, like, like the way I look at my son, I I just, like, I fall. Like, the way she said, like, she was so profound of love for her son. <laughs> that was bad <laughs> We don't like kids, but this almost made us want kids. <laughs> I mean, I'm 25. I don't. I'm not one of those girls who have baby fever. But like Tallulah, just like oh, like the way my son opens his arms for me, like it was so cute. And then like in the end, we only got her and her mom's reunion, which was like important. Like I would have want, I want that too. But like I, I would have loved. I don't know. Switching to her point of view, being like how she got the dog. <laughs> yeah, I like that she got the dog. That made me really happy. 
I don't understand how they just kept her locked up for a year and Scarlett like just was okay with it. Like Scarlett's claim she's in love with Tallulah mm-hmm. and she just let her mom lock her in a room for a year. Literally as Tallulah's being rescued, Scarlett's like, I love you. And it's like, oh my gosh, she was chained to a board down in the bottom of your boat. So she couldn't even walk because she's been able to yeah. use her legs for that long. As messed up. Yeah, Scarlett was really messed up. I did not like Scarlett. Like, I... I liked Scarlett's character in the book as far as like moving the plot along, but I kind of hate Scarlett as a human being because I feel like the world just revolves around her. She doesn't care who she hurts. She's going to do what she wants. And and yeah, like it just didn't matter that she ruined Tallulah's life, made Tallulah miss the first two years of her son's life. I also like I get, well, Tallulah pissed me off the whole book because she was just so timid. Yeah. That I was like, if you would have just spoke up like months ago, this would have never happened. Just dump his butt. Oh my gosh. Just break up with him. Even like whenever they were on New Year's and she's like, I don't really want to kiss him, but I am. Like if she would have just been like cut it off then and there. She was like, oh, well, human contact is nice, I guess. And all of a sudden they're living together. (laughs) If she would have just spoken up the entire book, none of this would have happened. That doesn't make it to Lula's fault, though. Like I don't want to victim blame her because like I mean she was in a slightly abusive relationship right she was scared of him at the end yes. of the day but the thing with her and her like she should have went to her mom about this I know yeah I don't want to like I mean I don't want to talk bad about Tulu but like it was just kind of like frustrating because you're just like okay like you just gotta tell your mom what's going on like seem have a really good relationship she should be able to open up to her mom I know she's like a shy and quiet girl that's how she's explained but like Tell your mom that your boyfriend sucks. Literally, like, this guy is living under your mom's roof, and he's literally grabbing your wrist and hurting you. And, like, when he sent the videos with Noah and said, Mommy doesn't love you, but Daddy's here. Daddy will take care of you. I, I wanted to murder him right then and there. I was like, I really hope they kill him. No, he sucked. Like, he was awful. And I I can see her saying that relationship because it was bad, but she should have never got back into it. Even from, like, it would have been different on New Year's. Like, she's like, oh, I just missed him so much. But, like, even while she was, like, literally having sex with him on New Year's, she's like, I don't know why I'm doing this. Like, I don't want this. And I'm like, don't invite him to move in your house. Like, don't bring him home. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good lesson, though, that girls need to, like, speak up and definitely find someone you trust like definitely tell your mom if someone's not being good to you we talked about speaking up today at work actually oh really <laughs> yeah with you what oh we did it <laughs> was i in this conversation it's like we had this discussion <laughs> true true women you need to speak up for yourselves <laughs> uh, especially in the workplace but if she would have just spoken up Literally on New Year's, she would have never been taken and he wouldn't have been killed. But I wonder what would happen, like, if she did do that. Like, would he still want to be in his child's life kind of thing? But... Yeah. the And his mom, ugh, it kind of just shows, like, how he's a crap person. Like, his mom... Being like, mm, well, we're not even sure that's his baby, so. Well, never they were missing and she didn't even care. <laughs> she, uh, yeah, like, she was... Or when they when they searched the forest and she was like, I'm going to go wait in the coffee shop. This is so stupid. Like, your son has been missing for a while now. Yeah, it felt fishy. I didn't really know what I thought beforehand. I don't really try and predict thrillers because I'm usually wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of, like, my thought process during Good Girls Got a Murder. Like, where, who I thought it was. But, like, 
I don't know if I ever thought it was Scarlett. I never, I don't know if I thought it was him. I had a very wrong prediction. What was your prediction? I thought it was Mama Carrie Ann. Lexi's mom. Oh. Like, from the get-go with her, I had these weird vibes. She was connected to everyone. She was, like, super involved with Sophie. And I was like, it's Mama Carrie Ann. I literally took notes on my Kindle. And I was like, Mama Carrie Ann, Mama Carrie Ann, it's going to be her. And then she had, like, absolutely nothing to do with it. Well, literally nothing. I don't even actually know her purpose in the book. Oh, I have no idea. Uh, Very wrong prediction. But, yeah. There are some things, like, I guess... I, I mean, I've never written a book, but, like, I know, I was thinking about, like, some character's purposes. Like, what was the twin's purpose in that? I guess it was so he got the job because he needed to put the twins through an expensive school that his ex-wife wanted. Okay, that was the purpose of the twins. Wow, good job. It's, like, things like that. Like, what are the purpose of these characters? Yeah, yeah. I really thought um, Sophie was going to have an affair with Liam. She, I would always describe him as cute. Yeah, she would be like, I'm just looking at the students. Suddenly, I find I'm looking for Liam. <laughs> It's like, calm down, Sophie. <laughs> I forgot how old she is. I think she's older than Liam, but not like old, old, like in her thirties. Like, yeah, and he's like in his twenties, but yeah. still, it's like cougar vibes. Yeah, very cougar vibes. And she's there with the the principal. She's there with the principal, and she's like a mom to the twins. Like those twins love her. Yeah. No, I hope she stays with the, the teacher. I hope he spices things up. Yeah, I think he's just miserable on his job. Um, whenever she's like, I think he needs to get a job that he loves, and but it just sounded like they were gonna stay together. Yeah. But even like, so every relationship, I don't think we had one relationship. Like the mother got a tattoo and married herself. <laughs> <laughs> I for- I hated that. I forgot she did that. <laughs> I was like, okay, we get it. <laughs> um, Tallulah's in an abusive relationship. Shit's a girl who's, I feel like, bipolar. Yeah. Scarlett had some some issues that needs to be addressed. And, like, she she was, like, in the closet, coming out. Like, she was not in a healthy relationship with mm-hmm. either of them. I did get, like, whenever she got mad at her, Scarlett, for um, having sex with Liam, I was like, you can't get mad. You've been having sex yeah. with Zach. She actually has Zach, like, once a week. Like, literally has it scheduled. Oh, so gross. On every Wednesday. And then she lies about her child. I know. And then, so, like, I do get why she was mad at Scarlett on the one hand. Because, like, to Tallulah, sex with Zach was completely meaningless. It was something she had to do to keep him. But Scarlett didn't know that. No, no, no. I know. I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying, like, I get it. Because then she was like, oh, well, Scarlett and Liam actually have a connection. Like, this is unfair. But then what upset me was when Scarlett was like, well, you'll always be like my first, but you won't be my only. And I was like, um, okay, polygamy here. I was curious when um, when they first went missing and Kim saw the tattoo on Scarlett's ankle, why she didn't speak up then. Yeah, yeah. I actually don't think I understood the meaning of the tattoo. Tattoo. The tattoo. Like when it was first mentioned, I didn't understand the significance necessarily. I don't know if I was just dumb or, or what, but I knew it was significant. Like I knew she saw a tattoo and was like, this is significant. When they first brought the tattoo, I didn't get why she I thought it, it was prison numbers actually. <laughs> but whenever. Um, like they brought like when we found it back in Tallulah and Scarlett's time frame. Whenever we went back in time and she got the tattoo for Tallulah, I was like, "Why didn't Kim speak up?" And then I realized the importance of it was whenever she was posting photos mm. on the boat in the Instagram photos, like they saw the little tattoo. 
And that's how they knew it was her. Also, the what what teen who's trying to hide changes their name from Scarlet Jack to Cherry Jack? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? And she had like no followers. Yeah. <laughs> also, um, I feel like she wanted to be found because she was posting. I actually got that sense too that maybe that was her way of getting Tallulah rescued. Because if you really if you want to stay hidden, you would not be posting Mm-mm. beach pics and boat pics on Instagram. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> if you wanted to get away with murder, <laughs> that wouldn't be your first source. Pip would Pip would agree with that statement. Hey, Google, what was that girl who, who did murder and left um, in 56 days? I don't remember her name. Oh, what? what a Ka- Callie? Was that her name? Or no, that wasn't it. I don't remember. I don't remember names very mu- well because... Like in this book, there were a million names. I, we read. I read three chapters, and I was like, I had to start taking notes just because I could not keep all the characters straight. Well, it started off with who? Well, it started off with Kim, Zach, and Tallulah. Okay, and then it switched to Sophie, mm-hmm. and I'm like, who the heck is Sophie? Yeah, what important? Because you didn't even know what her role in it. So you're no. like, why is this random like teacher's wife here? Like yeah. where? And you didn't know the school was there. So yeah, I can definitely see you being very confused. Yeah, yeah, and then and then you got Scarlet and her crowd, but no, I really I liked how it all eventually tied together. You had so many players that you didn't know who had done what. You didn't know who knew what because like that was the thing about Lexi. I was like, she knows more than she's saying, but what does she know? I feel like their search whenever they first went missing was very amateur. Yeah, I guess they didn't have like a proper cause, and I, I forget like there's only like legal like. And this is also in London. And they technically, Tallulah and Zach were both adults. So they have different rules where if an adult goes missing, well, an adult can just get up and walk away and not want to be found. And that's okay. So it's like, okay, when do we start the investigation? When are they actually in danger? And also, like, it would, would have been different if it was just one of them missing. But, like, both of them, it was, like, very suspicious because it could have been, like, they ran away. Yeah, like, having a kid was just too much responsibility, so they just ran off. Which they didn't. Uh, Tallulah loved Noah. I honestly think Zach loved Noah, too. I think he was just very manipulative, and he didn't like that. I feel like, also, you, in your gut, you know when someone's, like, like cheating on you. Yeah. And I think he knew, and he just reacted in a way that was like i'm gonna control her back it like bothers me though that i feel like he knew it was scarlet like that she was with scarlet for a while he was always fishy with scarlet he always had a comment and i don't think like if my boyfriend if i suddenly realized he was into guys i i don't think i'd be like trying to keep him because, like, that means he's not into me. Oh, yeah. No, like, the rational person, like, if they found out that their father is cheating, they'd be like, no. Done. Like, I'm done. But no, he was like, no, like, you're done. You're, you're done with them. You're coming back to me. Um, I think he felt something was up whenever he, it was before they even got back together. And she had that photo with her. And he just saw the way she was, like, glowing with I think he knew something was up. Um, I don't think he expected what was up. But the thing was, like, he was still, like, deep down, I feel like he knew, but he was still, whenever she said it, he was like, no. Like, he didn't process it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, poor Kim, though. Just, like, you lose your daughter. There's nothing you can do. Zach's also missing, and she liked Zach. Zach's mom doesn't care. She now has to raise a child. 
Like, she was done with children. <laughs> she adamantly told us she was done with children, like, ten times. She was like, I had many opportunities to have a third, and I didn't want them. I've married myself. I've got my own tattoo. Like, she was like, oh. I want to be at the pub on a Friday night and drink my wine. And then she gets yeah. a two-year-old who is a bad two-year-old because, like, his life is so out of control. It wasn't even, like, because he, he was an angel baby. It was, like, described but then uh-huh. it, whenever he was, like, two. He just sounded awful. Yeah. Uh, Their little rewards chart. And he's like, Legoland. (laughs) It's like, shut up. When I worry about like, because now she's apparently has this big opium addiction. And then how is she going to raise this like crazy child? Like, is Kim going to have to raise both of them again? That's the thing. That's the thing I love about like dark thrillers is that. The story's resolved, but it's not resolved. Her life is, like, ruined. She's going to be probably addicted to drugs her whole life. I'm just saying that's why I like dark dark books, though, and thrillers. Because I feel like it leaves... You're able to take away from it what you want to take away from it. I'm not reading any more of her books. <laughs> <laughs> See, I love Lisa Jewell. She's, like, my favorite. Yeah. One of my favorite. Her and Karen Slaughter are, like, my two favorite thrillers. Oh, no, writers. I really don't like thrillers. I'm going to be honest. Okay. <laughs> I live I'll studies. read them for the podcast for you, but like I will never on my own open a thriller <gasps> for fun. I love in them. my life. I just it's something I read. I I read to escape reality, and I'm gonna read a happy book that makes me feel good inside. But don't you like piecing it together? Like you like puzzles, don't you? Like trying to figure out what's gonna happen. But you're not piecing it together. Someone's telling you the pieces. And someone's telling you how it's put together. Like, I like myself, me physically putting them together. That's true. So I don't want to be told how to – like, I don't want someone to give me a broken puzzle and be like, well, put this piece here. Mm. That's not how I want it. I like them because sometimes you get unreliable narrators. We didn't really have that with this one necessarily. I think Sophie and Kim and Tallulah were all reliable. But, like, sometimes you get unreliable narrators who tell you one thing – and you kind of have to figure out where the truth is because they're not reliable and they might not be telling you the truth. Yeah, those sound fun to me. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. I, I prefer, for my thrillers, I do prefer domestic, like, husband-wife murders, but <laughs> this one was still good. Children Going Missing is still up there for me. <laughs> no comment. No comment at all. Um, no, I'm, like, next season... We're doing three thrillers only. No more four. Book was good. I like the characters. I personally like the epilogue. Sounds like you didn't. I just don't wish it was called an epilogue. Like, I wish it was, I don't know, you can call it like a, like a middle-logue. It would have been, you know what would have been cool is if she randomly skipped a chapter, like went from 45 to 47, and then had that at the end as 46. Yeah, I would have rather, I would have rather that. Yeah, I just didn't like how it was, like, called an epilogue because it got my hopes up that we'd get, like, a year later of Tallulah, like, getting her life together. Right. And instead, we just got, like, a middle of the book. And it does give us the date, but, like, I don't think it should be an epilogue. As much as I do like dark endings, I will say when Kim rushed to Tallulah and I turned the page, I I wanted more. I mean, I kind of was craving like that happy ending. We just, Something. yeah, we'd gone through so much, and and uh, you know, in a lot of the books I read, there's not the person doesn't get found, right? It's really more about discovering who murdered them. So in this one, the fact that she was found, I felt like deserved a wrap up that was happy. 
And so while I did love the epilogue and I was like, ooh, Liam, you bad boy. <laughs> I would have loved another chapter to just get that closure. Yeah, I just want I love an epilogue. Um reason why what's the third the fourth book, um, A Court of Starlight. <laughs> yeah, Frost and Starlight. Starlight. Is basically just a giant epilogue, and everyone hates it, but I love it because I just love a good epilogue. I loved it. I think it receives hate, right? Yeah, people don't people don't even like count it as part of the series. It's just a happy happy book. I would say if I waited an entire year for Sarah to write that, and I got a two hundred page book about a Christmas party, I'd be pissed. <laughs> I think, honestly, though, that book is also why they hate Nesta. And I know this isn't the Silver Flames podcast, but because in that book, Rise is all like, ooh, Nesta sucks. And Nesta's go that is where she's, like, at her worst moment. But, yeah, we, we discussed it last week. We don't have to get into it again. I do feel like the thriller community on Instagram is huge. Oh, yeah. Like, all our thriller book posts get so many views. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a type of person you are. I think people either love thrillers or you hate them. Yeah, no, I agree, definitely. And, you know, I like romance, but I don't ever, like, I don't, I wouldn't pick a romance over a thriller. I think romance make you sadder. Yeah, they do, actually. They make me very sad. Like, I feel like, yeah, like, I don't know, like, romance makes me happy. Like, it makes me all warm and fuzzy on the inside. It doesn't do that to you. No, it it, it kind of just... Murder makes you warm and fuzzy. Murder makes me warm and fuzzy. (laughs) No, because I feel like romance, to me, highlights basically what I don't have in my life. And not just, like, romance, but just, like, in those books, the girls always find who they are. They find who they're supposed to be, and they get the guide. It's, like, so great. And when you're, like, struggling with, like problems in your own life and you're like wow must be nice to be a book character but it's also like in warp speed like i don't know we're in the 20s we're still figuring it out yeah and i do like reading about women figuring it out in their 20s like i think a lot of the books we've chosen have been like girls in careers and i really like reading about that it's just do they always have to get the guy can't someone get murdered (laughs) (laughs) kidding we we can agree to like different books. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um but we both love fantasy. Yes. Because everyone's just in danger, but in falling in love. But falling in love. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the best of both worlds. <laughs> so yeah, fantasy I guess does combine our two loves. And our next book I'm really interested because we're doing Pride and Prejudice. Yes. I'm really interested to see how you feel about it. I need to take notes. Yeah. Cause it's it's an older English. So it's harder to follow. It's sometimes harder to get the meaning out of what they're saying. Because, like, you know, I read it in high school in an AP literature class where we analyze everything. So, like, my teacher had to explain things sometimes. But it's a romance. So maybe... It's just, like, I feel like the base of so many romance stories. Mm -hmm. Kind of like Greek mythology with fantasy. Like, it always goes back to Greek mythology. And I feel like a lot of romance stories and a lot of, like, are the cusp of, like, Pride and Prejudice and, like, other classics. So I'm excited to read it. Just like Twilight. (laughs) A true Pride and Prejudice retelling. (laughs) Do people in book talk like Twilight? No. Okay. (laughs) So, I mean, like, we, we all are obsessed with it, but it's like that trash book that everyone makes fun of. I don't think I can rewatch the movies anymore. Really? I think I've outgrown the movies. Oh, that's sad. I couldn't watch Undivided Attention without my phone out the entire time. It's funny because because of TikTok, there's a guy named Brody something who does the like, 
Bella impersonations. And so now whenever I see actual clips of Twilight, I think of him and feel like he's actually Twilight and this is fake. (laughs) Uh, We're totally getting off topic here. It's fine because I think people like when we get off topic. (laughs) By people, I mean me. (laughs) Okay. So I guess we've all, we've decided that all the characters suck in the book. Yeah. All of them. But who is your, your, Who's your favorite? Oof. And who do you hate the most? Oof. So, okay. Hate the most is easy for me. It's Zach. It's easy. Because as I was reading it, it started off kind of as like a funny thing to me because I was like, oh, he's so needy. This reminds me of my college boyfriend. And then as I read more, I was like, this guy's got to die. Like, I hope Tallulah and Scarlet team up and take him out. So he was easily my least favorite. In some ways... No, I, I guess Sophie's my favorite. I, I, it's hard, though, because there, there's, there's this one thing about Sophie that I, I hate. And it's the fact that she wrote a book, her first book, where she put a sign that said, dig here, and made that like a plot in her book. And then when it happened to her in real life, she's like, I have no idea what this is. I've never seen this before. She's like, it's so familiar, (laughs) but I don't remember where. And I'm like, you wrote it. You wrote a book, Sophie. Like, you wrote it. You edited it. You published it. Like, give me a break. You don't remember this? (laughs) And then she's like, whenever um, she saw it in Lexi's room, like, like, she instantly knew. But how did she forget? (laughs) Just her character flaw, I guess. Uh, I like Sophie, too. I don't really know if I have a favorite, though. I like Sophie. I like the fact that she's an author. Um, I also liked Scarlet, only in the context of moving the plot along. I think Scarlet's my least favorite character. Really? She's just... Just how manipulative she was. And I think it was all an act. Like, her dumbness was all an yeah. act. And she knew exactly what she was doing from the get-go oh yeah especially with like liam like i think she like knew Uh, also what kind of nickname is boobs yeah that's very like condescending to liam why did they call him boobs it wasn't i don't think it was explained yeah i don't remember oh but yeah like her yeah no i i didn't like scarlet the person i liked her character though because i thought she added a really nice layer to the story like we talked about she could kind of seem maybe like bipolar or just unstable and yeah, like I I wasn't really expecting her to blame Zach's death on Tallulah. I thought I I just saw that going a little differently. I guess whenever Tallulah came out of the like the tunnel thing, and she's like, "Yeah, like you killed him." Like I was like, "What?" I was like, "That is not what happened." We just read it. I know that's not what happened. <laughs> And I feel like to a little deep down knew too, but yeah, I just felt like she was very manipulative and she had everyone in the in her palm of her hand, even yeah. Tallulah. Yeah, points to Scarlett's mom though for just being so calm when Zach died. She's like, oh, "This is why I can't leave Scarlett alone. Another one's dead. Like, like, Another mess to clean up." I'm like, there is a dead boy on your on your floor right now. Didn't even yeah flinch. There was not a there was not a a blink or anything. No, I I don't know why Tulu would take a drink from her. I know. I knew. I knew as soon as she handed her the drink, I was like, "Don't drink that, Tulu." Don't she smelled it and smelled like um chemicals. (laughs) She was like, "It smells like chemicals," but I'm gonna drink it anyway. 
common sense, my friend. You fake it till you make it. You're like, or like I, or like Scarlet putting pie down the stairwell as she sits with spiders crawling all over, being like, just a little longer. I was confused when they brought up the whole spider fear in the beginning. I was like, is this needed? I, and see, I don't even think it tied together well at the end of the day. I don't think it was needed. No, I don't either. No, I, I didn't feel like... And then they brought up again with the twin daughter. Did they? Yeah. Oh. Because I remember in the house and, like, she came to the new house and she's like, is there any spiders here? Oh, really? Yeah. She brought up again, like, th- like twice. Okay, that's interesting. I, I didn't catch the with the twin. It was beginning the twin and then in the tunnel. I'm like, what is... And then Kim brought up it in, like, the police report. Yeah. But, like, four times, what's the point? There was no point. Well, and the fact that literally, like, the prologue was the definition of anacrophobia and being like, and Tallulah is scared of spiders. And I was like, okay, this is a big deal. This is really going to matter to the story. The spider is going to kill them all. Plot twist. It's actually the Forbidden Forest. (laughs) Tallulah and, and... And Zach drive in. Yep, yep. <laughs> and she feeds, she conquers her fear of spiders and she, and they, she feeds them to Zach. She feeds <gasps> Zach to the spiders. <laughs> yes, that is exactly what happened. And then, she, the that's actually where the tunnel leads. It's Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got the sense the tunnel actually led to Sophie's cottage. But they never went through. They never, like, I know, they never went through. But that's a sense I got at the with the epilogue. I didn't get that sense. I mm-hmm. thought it was unfinished. It could be. It could be. And then because like, Liam came back up, burned his body, but he had to walk out up with it. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he was able to. I did think in the beginning it was like the tunnel led to Sophie's house because that's where the ring was. I thought like yeah. maybe they just dropped the ring when they were running in the woods. Yeah. No, it was just buried. Did you think... Tallulah would be alive at the end of it. Um, yeah. Okay. I don't know why. Just, I really didn't think that far ahead. Okay, okay. I wasn't like, ooh, this is it. Yeah, I feel like you do, do that a lot. Thinking ahead? Yeah, like I'm constantly trying to predict the end. Yeah. Like I, I every new that. clue. Literally my Kindle app, it shows like clue number one, clue number two, clue number seven. And I'm like trying to predict with each clue what it's going to be. I was very confident that Zach would be dead because the book's called The Night She Disappeared. And I felt like that was a big clue that our focus is Tallulah and she's she's the one we're looking out for. So I was like, I think Zach is very clearly going to be dead. I thought Scarlet and Tallulah's plan B was to kill him. I didn't realize that plan B was just for Scarlet to be like, actually, we're together and then Scarlet veered off the path and was like, actually, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> well, she's very rash about the killing thing. Yeah. He, like, I kind of think a better revenge would have been if they didn't kill him and, like, to look under restraining order against him. Yeah. So he got to, like, witness how happy she was. Yeah, yeah. From a distance. Yeah. I think that would have been a bigger punishment than just death. Yeah. And, too, I mean, she would have had witnesses. She could have had people say, like, he threatened to take my son from me. Like, I have these bruises on my wrist from where he's grabbed me. You know, I feel like a very strong case could have been built against him. And usually, generally, as long as the mom's stable, they usually side, like, give the kid to the mom generally. I'm not saying all the time, but, like. I couldn't picture Zach storming home and Kim being like, oh, yeah, Zach, here's the baby. Like, like if he came storming home in the anger that he was in that night, Kim would have been like leave my house yeah 
Like, I think there was options, and it wasn't murder. It was just Scarlett being rash and yeah. being her chaotic self and being like, let me just murder him. I actually really hated how it seemed like both Zach and Scarlett were abusing Tallulah, and she couldn't pick up on either of it. And so by the end, when they're in that shop, not shop, that diner or whatever together, and Scarlett's like sitting at the table, and her and him are like talking and like having at it kind of, but like behind smiles, you know? And it just felt like this is a very clear picture of what it's going to be like. Either person you're with is manipulative and bad. Whenever they were all at that pub and Scarlett was like touching Tallulah's leg, (sighs) I was like... Not the time or place. Yeah, like, you know how stressed she is. Yeah, like, she's literally trying to dump this guy, who, by the way, she's been trying to dump since New Year's. <laughs> she should have never got back with him. Oh, mm-hmm. I know. Uh, none of this, the whole book would have no plot if she didn't do, if she just said no. But that that's why we have a book. that make me cry is when the mom dies because mm. I just can't imagine this with my own mother so I don't like books like this because I can't imagine what my mother would do if I went missing don't read that she was gone no I do, I'm telling you <laughs> I don't want to read it <laughs> then she was gone really pulled on my heartstrings in a violent way because it's told from two perspectives the moms and the daughters the daughter though is missing and so her perspective is leading up to her going missing and then kind of she's like basically regretting what led to it and then it's it's very hard to read. Yeah, no. Nope, you will never find me reading it. My mother, I won't even tell her this author exists because <laughs> if it's about mothers, daughters and daughters going missing, she does not need to read it. But yeah, what do you give this book? This was a 5. I give it like a 3.9. Oh gosh. It's awful 4 for me. Oof. I no. give it a three in Goodreads because I couldn't give it a point. It's only a high three. Like, I don't think it's a bad book. It's just not what I like. For me, this this is what I like. This is, yeah, this to me was a solid book. Her writing was good. The story was good. The characters were good. Kept me on the edge of my seat. I literally read it in 24 hours. I had to find out what was going to happen. I mean, it was, I did most of it on audiobooks, so it's a hard to judge. But um, I didn't mind listening to the audiobook. Listen to when I get ready in the morning. I have some more Lisa Jewel audiobooks no, if you want. <laughs> absolutely not. Nope. Yeah. Okay. But thank you for listening. Um, next week we are doing Pride and Prejudice. But this is Kayla. And Marissa. Have a good day. And make sure to follow us at Book Talks Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Bye.